Good evening and welcome to my show, The Story of My Life. I'm your hostess, Sarah Adewalu. I'm 22 years old and I am from Little Ferry, New Jersey, which if you're not familiar with, it's in Bergen County, the neighboring town between Hackensack and Teaneck. I am a senior in journalism and communications major at Montclair State University with a concentration in broadcast news media. I'm very glad that you guys are tuned into this episode tonight on Sunday, February 2nd at 9.55 p.m. I also want to give you guys another round of appreciation for tuning in to my last Saturday's episode where I talked about the time I went to Nigeria in 2013. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I recommend that you do it at your own time. Trust me, I wanted to do an episode yesterday, but I had such a weird headache, which... Honestly, I had no idea where it came from. I know that it's probably just the weather as usual, and everyone's also coming down with a little something. And also, the biggest thing in the news lately is the coronavirus coronavirus spreading from China, um, making its way here to the U.S., um, as far as all that I've been hearing. So hopefully um, I'm not one of those people who will come down with the little something of that nature. Hopefully neither will you guys. So I wish that you guys stay safe and stay warm and stay healthy. Uh, I know that the last thing you guys want to be doing tonight is listening to me drone on about the stuff going on in my life. Since, you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday and everyone's obviously more tuned into the game and halftime and all that other stuff. Um, I want to be honest here. I don't really follow any sports the sports teams on TV. They just don't, you know. I mean, I understand that Super Bowl is like a huge deal, which it also is in my family. Uh, my dad is also obsessed with watching basketball, baseball, football, and other sports channels. Usually, when we have usually when we have family visits from my brother or my cousin or my sister and her husband and their kids, um, we'd watch the game and the guys, they'd be talking about the games and that's being played and I would just sort of go along with it, which is probably what's happening at home right now. Um, so just so you guys know, today is my dad's birthday. So yeah, I already wished him a happy birthday um, over the phone earlier today and Since this Super Bowl weekend is always on the first Sunday in February, um, funnily enough, his birthday always coincides with Super Bowl weekend, you know, just because he loves watching football, and I don't really know what his favorite team is, but it's just something I'm putting out there for you guys. So, yeah, that's how I wanted to start off this episode, you know, talking about the Super Bowl, but... You know, if you're one of those people who, just like me, don't even under 
don't even understand the appeal of such sports and you rather tune into my show and hear me ramble on about the minor details of my life, you're welcome to do that as well. <laughs> I chose to make this episode at this time and it's up to you to choose whether you want to tune in or not. But if you've already decided to tune in, congrats, you've made the right choice after all. I promise I won't be here with you for too long. Um, It's obviously getting pretty late and don't want to ramble on for forever. So it wouldn't be like professional. But yeah, I'll just keep it, try to keep it short and simple if I could. But now onto this new episode, which is my 10th one. How about that? My show has already reached a milestone by reaching its 10th episode. That might be a good thing, but I'm going to talk to you about a not-so-good experience with my college roommate, or former roommate, I should say. So I know that we've all had plenty of stories to share about our own bad roommate experiences while in college, and I never really thought that I would be one of those people who got stuck with one and had a poor experience sharing a room with a stranger. But yeah, that's where this episode is going. So stay tuned for this episode known as My Horrible Roommate. Hopefully by now you guys have known that I transferred from Fairleigh Dickinson about three years ago in fall of 2017. Um, I know I mentioned this in that episode where I talked about my experiences as a student at FDU, but that I was a commuter because I lived pretty close by. I went to the Metropolitan Campus, which is located in Teaneck. So that's about a good 10 minutes from my house. Um, I think I also mentioned this, but I don't have a car of my own. So my parents were always the ones like taking me to the campus and back. And my dad would These were back in the days when he was working, but he would take me to the campus in the mornings for my classes, and then he himself would get ready for work. And in the afternoons and early evening, after I was, like, finished with my classes for the day, and after my mom was, like, nearing her end of her work, where she worked with the diabetic kids as a school nurse, um, she would be the, then she would be the one to have come to pick me up to go home, so... Again, I never lived on campus at FDU because FDU was pretty expensive. Um, Obviously, the tuition was a problem because it's a private institution. So that was why I transferred to Montclair in the first place. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the price of housing at FDU because I never really got to experience what the residence life there was like, but I just knew that it was so much money that my family couldn't couldn't even afford it. Um, I know that the tuition was about thirty to sixty thousand per academic year, so I can only imagine the price of housing and meal plans <laughs> there. So, but yeah, though when I came to Montclair that fall of twenty seventeen, um, I started giving it a chance to experience the dorming life on campus. Um, So I've always lived in the main campus. So for those of you guys out there who 
may or may not know, um, MSU has a lot of residence hall areas within its main campus. Um, I'll see if I can list of list some of them from like the top of my head. So I may leave something out, but bear with me. <laughs> so um, there's Denalo and Machuga, both known as the Heights, um, which is where I live. Um, both buildings are located across from one another, and they're each located a few blocks from the Yogi Berra Stadium and muse Museum. And right across from the Heights buildings, we have Blanton Hall, so that's also a residence area itself. It also has its own like cafe and lounge area with where everyone else can like hang out generally. Um, it also has the health center where we would go to if you know we weren't feeling well and such, and the convenience store inside that has like candy and like homemade products, um, beauty supplies. Yeah. Um, so there's also residence areas across the campus and. Some of them are like located on the far other side of the campus, which would require a mile's walk. So I really don't have the time to like list them all, you know, just for the sake of the time. It's getting pretty late. So, um, But I have lived mostly in both the Heights buildings during my time here at Montclair. So when I first came um, that September of 2017, um, I was automatically assigned assigned it to live in Denalo, which is part of the Heights facilities. So I lived there from that fall to the spring of 2018. And yeah, during that time, I was still enrolled as an English major. Um, as an English major, I wanted to like do something related to journalism, like maybe taking some classes and related to like journalism and such. But yeah, but Anyway, that year, I had a very good roommate experience, and it was very positive. Um, she was a really nice girl, but she's also a bit shy, like I kind of used to be. But we were able to, like, bring each other out of our shells by hanging out at the Red Hawk Diner, like, right here on campus, like, once in a while. So she was a pretty sweet girl. Her family is from the Dominican Republic, so she... Spoke with a bit of an accent, <laughs> but they do live here now in the U.S. Um, they're all from Manhattan, so that's where they all live now. Um, she was an exercise science major with like with an with an intent to go into physical therapy, which is something that my brother is currently pursuing as his occupation. So, but we were never in any of the same classes together, though. But we were like pretty friendly with each other and on friendly terms with each other and we got along pretty well. My mom had met her at least once or twice and she really considered her to be such a nice girl. Um, she's also on Instagram so um, she and I follow each other. Um, she doesn't really post too much things but once in a while she does so yeah. And I had tried coming up with ways that she and I could have hung out together. Like one thing I really did try to encourage her to do was join me to come to the women's Bible study groups with the Inner Varsity Christian Fellowship chapter here at Montclair. So in case you guys don't know what that is, um, 
Inner Varsity Christian Fellowship. It's a Christian organization that is popular in many chapters in many universities across the country, um, even in New York as well. So we have an, there's also an IVCF chapter at FDU where I had attended their large group meetings and that was also how I met my fellow Nigerian friend, Jude. <laughs> yeah, I briefly mentioned him in the second episode where I, tra- where I shared my transfer story, but yeah. I'm also very actively involved in the Ivy University chapter here at Montclair. So every week there's many different types of meetings all through the weeks, such as outreach, men's Bible study, women's Bible study, co-ed Bible study, and large group. So as for the outreach group, um, a few university staff members, they just simply try to reach out to students here on campus and persuade them to become involved with the chapter. So InterVarsity is a very welcoming organization, so it's not just necessarily open to Christians. Um, Anybody is welcome to be involved despite religious background or anything. Like it's open, so that's the beauty of it. <clears throat> Sorry. So as for the men's Bible study, um, that's exactly what it sounds like. Just all the young men here on this campus, they gather together so to learn more about the Word of God. And I attend the women's Bible study meetings regularly and I'm also starting to attend a large group meetings um, so large group is when all of us young men young women and you know so on and so forth when we gather together as a growing community of students learning more about the word and just being together as a community of young adults but during my first year though um, I was only able to attend the women's Bible study meetings, and I have tried like a few times to get this roommate of mine to come with me to the women's Bible study. You know, I did try to explain to her that you don't need to be Christian to come to the meetings, but, you know, just to like get the fun experience of it. Like, you know, what we do is that um, we choose a certain book in the Bible to like analyze together, like, for example, the book of Esther and such. So, we just like read each chapter by chapter one at a time and just like analyze the verses and just talk about it, but just like discuss it among each other. But yeah, I know that she had been pretty busy with um, a lot of assignments and such. So that's why she wasn't like able to like make it to some of the meetings. But I know that I did my part in encouraging her to you know at least try it out for once to like meet these other girls who like co-lead with us and you know just to come to at least one meeting with me so yeah <clears throat> um so just so you guys know um she is not the roommate that this episode is about no she was a very good one and a genuinely genuinely great person Unfortunately, she doesn't attend Montclair anymore. After the spring 2018 semester, 
I actually didn't learn this until the beginning of the fall semester, but she had decided to transfer to another university in New York. Um, she herself, too, had been a transfer student from a community college in the Bronx when we first moved in together that fall of 2017. And um, just like me, she had been a sophomore. Um, so actually, I was supposed to be a junior, but you guys clearly know the story of my how my previous course credits at FD didn't like transfer over to Montclair. So that was why I had to repeat my sophomore year. I was only a sophomore by credit when this girl and I were paired to move in together, and she was truly a sophomore half after having done one year at her community college that she transferred from. So I kind of had to tell her that I was a sophomore too, even though I was really technically a junior. So if you guys are still like WTF, I'll explain later through like email or something. But yeah. But anyway, since she'd gone home on most weekends during the semester, I somehow did eventually get the feeling that she didn't really like it that much here at Montclair. So after the fall 2018 semester started, when she and I like started DMing each other on Instagram, she did confirm that she'd transferred to another institution in New York and that she no longer attended MSU. But at some point during the spring semester, she did say that she was going to plan to live in Blanton Hall, you know, right here on campus, which is located right across from our residence building. And I was dead set on living in Machuga for the next semester, which is right directly right across from Denalo. That's why they're both they're both called the Heights because they're across from each other. So I figured that since Machuga was located right across from Denalo, um, I wanted to like give it a chance to live in that building. So for the fall of 2018 semester, I was assigned a new roommate in Machuga. And this is the girl who's going to be the subject of this episode right now. <laughs> so as for this new girl and I, um, I initially did not know this, but we first met through our part-time summer job working as camp counselors for the camp company in my neighborhood in Hackensack, um, which if you guys aren't familiar with, it's the Hackensack Recreation Center. Um, I remember applying for a position there the previous summer, you know, back in 2017. But for some reason, they never accepted me as a potential candidate. But now in the following summer of 2018, apparently now they did. <laughs> it's like, now we want you. <laughs> so, um, but I remember that June very well because that was the week before the positions like actually started. That week was actually orientation week where we were told that we had to attend CPR training classes because, you know, we're going to be working with kids. And obviously, you're, if you're going to be working with kids, you're going to need to learn some basic training to learn to, like, respond to, like, emergency crisis when it comes to them. Like, you know, because, you know, kids do, like, weird stuff to get themselves in trouble. So, yeah. 
sorry. So we had our CPR training class at our local fire station in Hackensack. And that was when I met this girl for the first time. So at the time, I didn't know that she was attending Montclair and that eventually we would become future roommates. Um, She was the first person that walked into the CPR training classroom with me. Um, Because, you know, we were both like trying to find out which room that we needed to be in. So, yeah, that's kind of how I met her. But as for the actual summer camp counselor positions, um, we worked for different age groups of children at different camp locations. So other locations included Polifly, Baldwin Park, and other stuff like that. The location where I worked was Fashini Park, so which was which dealt with the younger age group of kids, about the ages of between the ages of five and eleven. Um, this girl she worked for a stop camp, which is a theater camp located in Polifly. So she dealt with older kids who are about between the ages of eight, eight and thirteen or fourteen. So. We did work for the same camp, but we worked for different age groups of kids at different campsites. And um, this company is mostly day camps, so there's no like overnight or extended sleepaway camp or such. It was just like a day camp, so. But the position was only about six weeks from like June 20-something to like sometime in early August about two days or so before my birthday, my 21st birthday. So on our last day of work, um, our camp company decided to have an end of the end of work party that included food and music and all the campers and every camp counselors from all the other camps that I mentioned. Paula Fly, Baldwin, Stibe, the theater camp. So and even my own camp as well, Fashini. But we all gathered together in the Fashini Park camp area site. So just so you guys know, Fashini Park is about 10 minutes away from my house. So it wasn't too far. My dad would always be the one to drop me off in the morning to begin my 8 a.m. shift and pick me up in the afternoon after I finished my 1 p.m. shift. So the second shift in the position included the afternoon shift, which some of the other camp counselors chose. So that would be from 1 in the afternoon to 6 in the afternoon. So fortunately for me, I chose the morning shift, which was the 8 a.m. to the 1 p.m. shift, because, you know, it was more convenient for me to, like, have the rest of the afternoon to myself, to, like, shower and cool off after working with kids you know so yeah it worked out for the best for me when I got home and as for this girl um I don't really I didn't get the chance to ask her which shift that she did for her position at the theater camp like the morning shift or the afternoon one but when she sent me a picture of herself via email um that's when I knew that she looked familiar (laughs) 
So, you know, in fact, she and I started messaging each other. And um, I first reached out to her via email, and I gave her my phone number. And um, she replied back, giving me her, her own phone number, as well as a picture of herself. And then I put two and two together, and I'm like, oh, God, it's that girl I saw at the CPR training class back in June, <laughs> as well as on the last day of work at our summer camp company. Um, she told me that she had been working for the theater camp for two years then, and and that summer was my own first time of working there at Fashini Camp. So, yeah, when we started messaging each other, I told her that I had no idea that she attended Montclair. Um, there's actually another girl who had been my colleague at Fashini Camp um, who also attended Montclair. Um, I know that she's probably a junior as of right now. Um, she lives in Blanton, so every now and then I'd run into her. So I also have a feeling that a few other students at Montclair have previously worked for the Hackensack, some Hackensack Summer Camp Department. So yeah. <clears throat> but as for this girl who would be my future roommate, um, we just like started getting along pretty great, like through text messaging and everything. Um, she said that she lived in Clifton, which is about not too far from the main campus and that she would be a sophomore in the fall semester. So that means she is most likely a junior right now. So I'm about like two years older than her. Um, I did tell her that I transferred from FDU, but um, I never told her that I was actually supposed to be a senior. So I just told her that I was I was a junior, but I was only a junior but by credit. And um, although she was previously undecided about her major, um, she did say that she was interested in studying either film or television or photography and maybe perhaps do a minor in theater because she's very interested in theater and that's why she worked for the theater position at the summer camp. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> So at that time in fall of 2018, I had officially changed my major from English to journalism. So I was officially enrolled at the School of Communication and Media or the SCM as a newfound journalism student. And I started taking the basic journalism courses in news reporting, public speaking, intro to communications, you know, stuff like that. So after the spring of 2018 semester finished, I've spent that time applying for the SEM program, switching over to the program to be declare my major as journalism. So I came to the, the building for an interview as to why I was interested in media and such. So about a week or so later, um, I've been accepted into the SEM. And um, my new academic advisor is a, now a f one of the faculty members in the SCM department. So yeah, it all worked out for the best for me academically. But in terms of socially with this new girl as my roommate in Machuga, it did not work out. Um, first of all, it would help if you guys learned a little bit of the backstory 
which includes the fact that my parents did not even like this girl at all from the very beginning. Um, it started ever since I told them that she was white, that she sent me a picture of herself, and, you know, they started getting all up in my face about it, like, you know, why are you rooming with a white person? You know, stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah, so here is where I'm about to, like, rant. So obviously you guys have figured out by now that I'm Nigerian, and in our culture, most parents especially the mothers, tend to be all ape-like dramatic about certain situations, and traditional, if you will, about the type of people that my siblings and I should associate with. Um, they, they didn't have any issues at all with the, my previous Latina roommate when I was living in Denali, because they knew that she was a really nice girl, very friendly, was very studious and very like organized and such. But, like, this girl at Machuga who lived with me, um, she was the complete opposite of my previous roommate from Denalo. So, um, but anyway, they just started jumping down this girl's throat and, you know, like, attacking her. Because, you know, just because she's white, like, I didn't even, like, describe to her, like, her hair color or eye color. Like, you know, I just said she's white. So um, they just started making general assumptions like, oh, she must be a real slob and such and such and can't repeat other stuff because, yeah. But um, I guess that's one of the pet peeves about my parents. Um, they do, um, even without um, intent and kind of, I'm, I'm sure that they do it subconsciously, but don't want to admit it, but they tend to be all prejudiced about certain types of people here in America, like in regards, in regards to like their um, ethnicity, their background, stuff like that. Like they certainly, they say stuff about African-Americans too, <laughs> believe it or not, Asians, Hispanics, um, you know, whites, you know, and the list goes on and on, you know, like, makes some stereotypical one-sided remarks and, and, and assumptions about them, while also telling my siblings and me to learn to accept other people of other backgrounds, um, which is kind of ironic and hypocritical, because, you know, we're Christians, and as Christians, we shouldn't really be judging other people based on their ethnic backgrounds and such, but you guys know that I am personally not that type of person. Um, believe me, um, I, ex I try my best to accept other people for who they are, but, you know, I know we're all different, but that not all types of people act or think or behave a certain way, which in this situation, whites... <laughs> Like, in a way, I feel like I understood where it is that they were coming from, but I understand that not everyone is prejudiced like that. So I literally defended this girl about the first two weeks in the beginning of the fall semester. Um, I told them, like, we sort of met during the CPR training class in the summer and kind of made a chance encounter 
encounter with each other at the end of the work party with all the camp counselors from the different campsites gathered at the Fashini campsite where I worked with the younger kids. So I wanted to believe that this girl only got off on the wrong foot with my parents when they first helped me to move into Machuga. And um, FYI, they also had like their own little issues initially about my moving into Machuga in the first place. You know, almost as if there weren't any other places on campus that I could try giving it a chance to, like, live in for once, other than Danalo. So I chose Machuga solely for the purpose that they have their own little dining room facility in there, known as Sam's Place. That's where I would normally go for brunch on Saturday mornings and dinner on Thursday nights or any time at all during the week. And, you know, it's almost like... I can't really make my own decisions as to where I choose to reside on campus for the next semester. It's funny because that's what led to tensions between tensions between my mom and me. So first of all, um, I have every right to choose where it is that I want to live on campus. And um, if I wanted to give Danelle another chance and stay there again, I would have done that. But I didn't want to do that. I know that most people who lived at Machuga always went to the Sam's place down there because that's literally down on the second floor of the building in the residence building. So I figured, you know, what would be, what would it be like if I actually lived there at Machuga, which is where I still live to this day and which is where I am in one of the stu- study rooms right now doing this podcast. So I didn't really like go home for the week weekend because there was a movie night yesterday so that's why I stayed here on campus so usually if there's no activity that's going on on campus that I find particularly interesting like over the weekend then I usually use that weekend as a chance to go home and just like take a breather for once and just like revel in the glory of being in my own bedroom for once (laughs) yeah I know you guys might think it's weird that I'm talking about my dad on his birthday, but I just really need to get all these emotions out there. Because at the time, though, he and my mom um, felt like they were both against me, like, for no reason at all, just because I chose to move here to Machuga. But, you know, um, it's my own deci- It's my own decision. Like, even if it's a lot of money living in the Heights, yeah, and it actually is, um, it's still my choice as to where I want to live on campus. Like, I'm the one who's being enrolled here as a student. Like, I should be the one to, like, make the choice on my own. Like, I can't just be, like, stuck in this same place. But, you know, and besides, my former roommate at Donalo, you know, she moved away to another school in New York. So, like, I don't even see the point of staying there in Donalo anymore. She didn't want to stay in Donalo anymore either because... She initially considered moving to Blanton for the, you know, the fall semester. Um, but then that was that was what she wanted to do before she ultimately made the decision to transfer back to New York at whatever school that she went to. I'm sure she must have graduated by now, but maybe not. But who knows? 
and then secondly, I really thought that um, they, my mom and my dad, um, I really felt that they failed to give my new roommate at Machuga a chance, because, you know, just because she's white, like, so what? <laughs> kind of have this prejudice mindset that all white people in general are slobs or unfriendly or whatever. I mean, I now understand that those are good ways to describe this girl, you know, as the time went by. But, you know, even as the time went by, they eventually started to become more accepting of my decision to stay at Machuga. And, you know, I love it here. But, yeah, things at some point started going south between me and this girl. Um, as I eventually started, like, seeing her true colors. Like, she literally, like, spent all day long on her computer um, watching something or playing games or whatever. And she would spend so much time in the room on the bed, not even, like, at least once do anything, like, social or interactive with anybody else on campus. <laughs> yeah. But she and I had been in one class together, which was one of my major courses in Introduction to Communication and Media Arts. Um, the class was located in Dixon Hall, which is on our campus, and it was a very large classroom of about 100 students or more. Um, obviously, she and I never sat together in the class because it was such a large class and there was no assigned seating, thankfully. Um, she would usually sit in the back row of the class, like the first the first two rows to the back of the class. And um, I noticed that whenever I instructor would assign us to take out a piece of paper and answer some discussion questions about something, you know, for about five minutes, like, answer the questions. She would be the only person literally just sitting there, like, doing absolutely nothing at all while everyone else started, like, answering the questions on the paper and, like, answering questions out loud when he asked us to share our responses. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, whenever we would have quizzes or exams coming up for that class or some homework assignments that were due by the following class, she would be spending a lot of time playing games and watching shows or whatever she does on the internet instead of like studying or completing the homework assignment, which was basically our homework assignments for the class was basically like answering discussion questions and posting our answers in the discussion board on Canvas. So we use Canvas as a website tool to like, you know, access our homework assignments, projects, and things of that nature. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my throat's getting sore. I guess the main point that I'm trying to make with this super long story is, I, I do wonder sometimes if I have ever done the right thing by giving this girl a chance at all in the first place. I mean, in the end, she did turn out to be a lousy roommate who was just a complete 100% slob and never really once contributed to cleaning up the place, like her side of the room for once. Literally, her side of the room had a million pieces of junk. 
scattered across the place like you know half-eaten food ramen noodles <laughs> guys i'm not even exaggerating <laughs> I've always felt worried that maybe bugs and ants might start coming into the room at some point, like mold due to like the stuff that she puts on the floor, like the food remains, but yeah. <laughs> There's this one thing that she did that I believe really crossed the line. So you guys, please promise me you're not gonna laugh because so um, one time I was doing my part in keeping the room clean you know, as usual, like cleaning up my side of the room and taking out the trash as I do every week, you know, to maintain some sense of cleanliness in the room, even if the other one of us wasn't doing her part. <laughs> so I think I may have been finished with this Listerine bottle that I've been using at the time. So I threw the bottle away into her garbage can, which was under the sink. So at the time, we each brought our own garbage cans from home, small of course, so I brought two of mine from home. So one of them is in the room, which is by my side of the room, by my table on my side. And um, my other garbage can was in the bathroom that we could both like share together. And her garbage can was located underneath our sink. And so that was where I threw my empty, list, empty Listerine bottle. Um, I don't really like remember exactly where it is that I've gone to while she was in the room. Obviously she was in the room like doing her stupid little stuff on the internet, like slacking off. So I think I might have either gone to get something to eat on eat for dinner, like somewhere on campus, or I went for some kind of activity like the women's Bible study or something. I don't remember, but um when I got back to her room later that evening, I saw that she put the empty Listerine bottle on top of my Bible on my nightstand drawer, like where I would keep my alarm clock to wake me up in the morning. So I just like looked at it for a few, few seconds and um, I thought to myself, okay, that's weird. I thought I threw this out into the garbage. And so she goes and I quote, I'm sorry, but I just didn't want to worry about picking up after someone else's trash. I hope you understand. Unquote. And so I am just giving her that death stare. Um, I'm not exaggerating, guys. <clears throat> I didn't like exactly say it to her face, but um, I was just thinking, so like you just decided to put your bare hands in a filthy garbage can and take something out that was originally in the garbage right on top of my Bible. <laughs> like, you guys get my drift, hopefully? <laughs> yeah. I remember I was thinking WTF at the moment, but, like, why on earth would somebody even think about doing something like that? <laughs> like, you know, putting their hands in garbage and taking something out and placing it on top of someone else's belongings like what sense does that make like really i'm not i'm not lying to you guys literally so that's what that's why i decided to like report her to our ra like her behavior was just unacceptable at that point so i emailed him our resident advisor so 
he did tell me that he promised he was going to have a talk with her about her behavior. Like, yeah, and I agree with that because how on earth do you do something like that and just act like it's normal? Like, you know, like if something is in the garbage, then it was clearly placed in there for a reason. Like it's garbage. It's trash. It's meant to be taken out. Like it's not up to you to like decide what goes in the garbage can and what doesn't. And nor do you even have the right to like actually like put your bare hands into a trash can and take something out. Like, And also she should be the one to talk about, you know, quote unquote, taking out other people's garbage. When I was literally the one taking out her trash for her whenever I would take out the trash every week. So I clean up my own trash and I clean out hers as well. So she should be the one to talk. So yeah. <clears throat> Sorry about that again. So yeah, that incident really drew the line for me. And you know, just in general, she was just a lousy roommate because... She was never empathetic or sensitive to my sleep schedule or anything. Literally, I would go to bed much earlier than her. her. I usually like go to bed at around 9 to 10 on weeknights. And usually on the weekends, I would go to bed like a little bit after 10 or something. Unless I'm in my own house at home, then I would go to bed like a little after 11. But yeah. But this girl, she would stay up until midnight or way past that to do whatever the hell she does on her freaking goddamn computer, constantly laughing at stuff like she's watching something or like playing games. And, um, you know, I shouldn't have to tell her that I'm asleep. Like, you know, if, you're, if you know you're going to like make loud noises and laugh to yourself while you're on your, your computer, then do yourself a favor and please step out of the freaking room and go out into the study rooms or like the hall or something or someplace else where you can be as loud as you want, but just not when I'm asleep, you know? It's, it's true, you know, because there have been most nights where I literally got no sleep at all because of this girl like constantly like being disturbing with their attitude being distracting with her computer and her computer screen, like, being bright enough, like, to like the room. That, that sort of, like, distracted me from sleeping. And then <clears throat> I really thought that it was very rude. And I had to tell her a few times, like, knock the fuck off. Like, you know, I'm trying to sleep. Like, excuse my language, guys, because, you know, I'm just really pissed think, thinking about it right now. Like, you know, I'm trying to sleep. Like, if you want to stay in the room, then please keep it down. Like, if you want to be loud, then just step out of the room and go out into the hallway or the study rooms or someplace and be as loud as you want. But just not in my physical presence when I'm trying to sleep. Like, I have, like, a life too, you know. Like, I don't just, like, you know, s slack off around like you do. Like, yeah. But at the end of the semester, though, I wrote to her a small note about all the pains that she caused me throughout the semester. And um, in that note I wrote, I basically, like, told her off. Um, I stood up to her um, after a long time of having her walk all over me because I felt like I was able to stand up for myself for the first time. I mean, I did let my parents know that she was such a nuisance and a lousy friend. 
And even though they were all initially like, I told you so about it, um, they had come to become very supportive of me and they've been by my side through everything and such. And my dad was the one who encouraged me not to like say anything to her like orally because, you know, I don't want to like set her off in the wrong way because I'm not the type of person to like start drama or anything. So for you guys out there who may or may not know me, um, I barely start any confrontations. I'm not that type of person to like start any kind of drama and um, I don't really like have it in my nature to be a drama queen like most girls can be. No offense, but yeah. Most of the time I kind of tend to keep to myself a little bit, but once in a while I mean once in a while I am very friendly and I am open to making new friends. Um I really felt that this girl thought that she could get away with walking all over me, you know, just because her distracting my sleep schedule at when I was asleep at night and even in some mornings when I'm still asleep, like, um, I felt like she thought that she could walk all over me because she was being very disrespectful and spiteful. And um, if she was really my friend, um, if she was really my friend, um, obviously she wasn't. <laughs> she would have gotten the hint a long time ago to like be more respectful of my biological schedule, my priorities, and everything else as a roommate. And, you know, not to be all selfish or self-centered and act like she was the one that owned the whole place. So, yeah. Um, during the second week of the semester at the beginning of the semester um i i realized that it was too late to make a room change to get another roommate but um my parents um encouraged me to get a room change for the then upcoming spring 2019 semester um which obviously i've done so it's still in the same machuga building but this time it's in a single but in a different hall and a different floor, so it's more like a suite. So um, that spring semester, which was actually last year, got out time flies. Um, I had a very nice suite mate. Um, she was a very pleasant girl. Um, so that was the best part of it all was that we each had our own separate bedrooms, which is the whole point of being in a single. It's a single-spaced room as opposed to having like a double-spaced room living with the actual roommate. But yeah, have your own separate bedrooms and you just share the sink and the bathroom. So yeah, as of now, I still live in a single, even as the other semesters have gone by. And I'm really like happy for my resident situation. But um, I feel like res life, though, they have like a very weird way of like, randomly pairing people up to live together as roommates because, you know, just because some people just aren't, like, compatible together and um, that's no exception for me and this girl at all because I've never had any issues with this stranger before and um, I just think it's very weird that I had to go through all that and I still feel, like, very bad about it. But, yeah. That's my story, though. I know that's a long one, but I have learned a lot from it. Um, 
once in a while, um, which isn't, which is not too often, thankfully, um, I kind of like see that girl again, like when we're walking around the campus to go to somewhere like classes or something. And now I give her a mental nickname of that bitch. <laughs> and, um, I don't re I don't regret referring to her as that. Um, I don't really like hate her as much anymore because now that we're like living our own separate lives and I hope she's happy, but just sometimes whenever I see her walk by like a while, it sort of makes me think about those horrific times with her when we were together as roommates and she'll always be a bitch in my book because maybe she gets along okay with other people, but to me, she is still a bitch and she will always be a bitch. Like, I'm not sure how... um. Somebody like me could ever recover from a situation like that. Just, it's just, it's just weird when you think about it. Um, I didn't have to let my parents know eventually that her being white has nothing to do with our personality. Like, first of all, you can't just judge somebody based on their skin color or ethnicity or anything. And um, secondly, her personality was just who she was as a person on the inside. And I feel like I had gotten a glimpse of who that person was, which is obviously not the same girl I, I had been exchanging friendly messages with over that summer, you know, just asking each other, how's your summer been? What's your plans for the rest of the summer? What's your major? You know, basic, you know, basic little friendly things like that. Um, to me, that is not the same person at all. Um, whoever she was then is now long gone. Um, so like I said, um, she's most likely a junior right now because, because at the time that we first met, she had been, she was just about to start her sophomore year in the fall. And, um, I was, you know, a junior by credit at the time, um, I always wish whoever was stuck with her as a roommate, you know, the best of luck for putting up with their crap, if they're able to put up with it. Um, I'm still not even sure how I put up with it anyway, but I did. But the best part was, at least her drama did not interfere with my classes or my academic schedule at all. Like, even when there had been nights that I got no sleep at all, um... I still managed to like get all my work done and made at least a 3.0 GPA and I even made the Dean's List that's that semester. And it was my first time taking journalism related classes. So I'm proud of all the things that I've accomplished. And um, which leads me to bring this up, but I found out this weekend on Friday that I made the Dean's List at the SEM College of the Arts. <laughs> Yeah, I made a GPA of 3.5 or higher, so I know I should have started off that good news first at the beginning beginning of this episode, but um, I'm really glad that it's not too late for me to bring it up right now. Um, I even posted it on my Instagram story, which I'll tell you guys my accounts in a minute, but I'm just so excited and I really can't wait to graduate this May. <laughs> So yeah, um, I'm getting ready to put an end to this episode right now. Um, 
I am available on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a lot of other places. I am actually more active on Instagram than I am on Twitter. So um, here are my two Instagram accounts. Um, Summer Girl of 97. That's S-U-M-M-E-R-G-I-R-L-O-F-9-7. Summer Girl of 97, which is my personal account. And then Sarah underscore journalist. So that's my name, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H underscore the word journalist. Um, Everything is lowercase, no capitals at all. So that's my professional account. Um, Follow both accounts, and I guarantee that you guys will not regret following me (laughs) at all. And um, yeah, um, as usual, if you have like any questions or comments or feedback about my show, um, please do feel free to reach out to me through email at sadawalu at gmail.com. So that's my first initial S, my last name Adawalu, A, D as in duck, E as in Emily, W, O, L, U, at gmail.com. I'd be more than glad to like get back to you guys regarding your questions or concerns or anything else that you might have. So yeah, thanks again for tuning in to tonight's episode. I really hope that you guys have a splendid night and you enjoy the rest of your week. Signing out now.